0: welcome everybody to the utah gun guy show this is episode one and i have with me a very special guest mr Yehuda Rimer. i don't want to say it wrong i probably did the pew pew jew <laughs> what's going on uh he has this really cool website where he does all sorts of cool things here um allow me to scroll for you It is the pew and he sells books apparel headwear and it's pretty sweet overall. He's got uh, T-shirts. What really interested me, though, and what got me going was his books. I have one of his books right here. This is actually a birthday present for my uh, youngest son, who is my second born. And, uh, yeah, he he signed it for me. See, right there. Well, not for me. For my son. See, autographed it right there. Uh, so, Mr. Yehuda, would you please... Uh, Tell us about yourself. Uh yeah.
1: Um, so my name is Judah Remer, pew pew Jew. Uh, this guy. It's always it's always the worst question. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> you know, it's like like what exactly are you supposed to, you know, like uh man. I like guns, I like anything that goes pew pew, and I'm a two a absolutist. Um, I'm a big activist, and you know, uh, I just I'm going to defend the second amendment as much as possible doing it as an Orthodox Jew has given me a very unique perspective.
0: For sure. That's kind of what makes you stand out. I think, because when I first saw, I think the first tweet of yours I saw was the one that you always throw at people with with you wearing the t-shirt. I have it in the thumbnail because it's just a great picture. Uh, You're wearing your t-shirt says people with ARs don't get in cattle cars.
1: Yeah, that was that was great. I it, I I wish I remembered which one of my followers said that, but they said some a line similar to that, and I messaged them privately. Like, hey, can I run with that? And he's like, Yeah, man, you do you. Like, I, don't, I you know I don't need any credit. And and I'm kind of kicking myself because I would totally have like I, like I owe this guy. Um, <laughs> he, he's like, Yeah, run with it. So I kind of changed the wording a little, kind of made it flow a little better. Than how he said it, but uh, at the end of the day, that that's kind of been my go-to. My daughter took that photo. My eleven-year-old daughter. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a good. Yeah, photo. we went. Yeah, we went to the. Well, I she took it with my iPhone in portrait mode. There you go. <laughs> uh, much much easier. So, but yeah, that that has definitely um, gone pretty viral, and I yeah. keep and I'll keep on using it to make the point because it makes the point very well. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, so uh,
0: to keep going on the uh, the train of who you are, what do you do? Like, obviously I showed your website, but could you go a little bit more in depth into that kind yeah. of stuff?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a children's author. As you can see behind me, I have a bunch of books. I have eight books out and my books range from books on gun safety for children to the meaning of the Second Amendment. It's a breakdown of the 27 words of the Second Amendment for children. Um, I have a joke book, 105 Explosive Gun Jokes. If you want to piss your kids off and your wife off more, you know, your (laughs) ultimate corny dad joke book. I have ABCs of guns. Um, Then I have some satirical troll books that I'm very proud of. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm a two-way activist. And while I was researching my book, Twenty-seven words. Someone called me. That my buddy called me. He's like, "You're like the Pew Pew Jew," and I kind of ran with that. Now I called my illustrator. I'm like, "Hey, man, listen, I need a logo that has the Pew Pew Jew." Sorry, the words the Pew Pew Jew, a star of David and a gun, all wrapped in one. (laughs) And he did. He deliver. He delivered like crazy. And um yeah, I I ran with it. I I launched a, a brand and now i have i mean i would say one of the most recognizable brand names in the firearms industry now i know that doesn't mean everyone knows me but Mm -hmm. what i mean by that is once you see my name you're not forgetting it and you see my logo you're you're not going to forget it right like and there's definitely no
0: confusing you with anyone else no there's
1: (laughs) not right And, and, and it's funny because like um there's another podcast that I I used to frequent all the time called uh, Tundra nation. And it's my, my buddy, my buddy, Tyler Lindley. And he, um, was, uh, man, I don't even know where I was going with that. And sorry, four kids does that to you. Oh man. I understand. I have three, but yeah, (laughs) I don't even know where I was going with that. Yeah. Brand name, oh, yeah. brand name recognition. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Brand name oh, recognition. Got it. Sweet. So, okay, <laughs> yes, you remind. Okay. So he, he called me up one day. He's like, Hey man, every single brand in the industry has either tactical in it, urban recon or defense in it. Right. Like every, like those are like the four key words. <laughs> and if you, if you look at it, right, it's T for tactical, U for urban R for recon and D for defense. Turd. In other words, turd, <laughs> turd tactical. So he asked nice. me if I could make a logo with those, uh, with those, with that name, and and I did it with a like a poop emoji wearing Oakleys, and um, <laughs> it was it was great. So you know, my my name definitely stands out. Um, I tried very hard to be uh, one of the nicest guys in the industry, one of the most approachable people. That's something that's been a very big um, part of who I am. Um, I do everything with with humor, uh, nonstop joking around. Now, yeah, yeah, I get it. There's times to be serious, and I am during those times. But overall, uh, you know, everything I do is with humor, and um, so far, it's been working.
0: I can I can definitely attest to the accessibility nature of yourself, as you are the only person who I've reached out to who has responded to me and responded positively. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, look, you know what the way I see it is, and I don't. I honestly, I don't know how many. I don't know how many people you get downloaded. You know who download your podcast every week, every month. Well, this um, is episode one, so we're, we're okay, gonna find we'll, out. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. All right, <laughs> yep. all right. So, like, honestly, the way I see it is, I, I remember when I first started off, there were so many people who did help me along the way, mm-hmm. who kind of took me under their wing, coach me, uh, kind of had my back. And I always vowed to myself that as long as you're not like someone who's nonstop, like annoying on social media. um, I know that sounds horrible, but you know, (laughs) there's certain, there's certain lines, there's certain limits. Like, all right, dude, like I'll be on your podcast, but like you need to stop asking me like 40,000 times a week. And also you need to stop begging me to start following you. Like Mm -hmm. again, it's not a matter of being a diva or anything like that, but it's just like, to, like etiquette yep but uh you know i i always promise myself that no matter how big i get i'm always gonna try to have time for people who are just building because it's one of the hardest things to do build your own your a name and a brand in a cutthroat industry and mm-hmm. you know um i like helping people so
0: well i definitely appreciate it and yeah this is something i decided to do oh mid-January I was like you know what I'm gonna I've been talking about it for like oh I should start a YouTube channel oh I start a YouTube channel I've just never got around to it really and I finally decided to like buckle down put some effort into it I've been enjoying it too but really what kind of got me to do that was like our cultures I, I you'll probably agree with me here our culture seems to be going the opposite direction of the way I think it should go um yeah <laughs> and the second amendment is especially under Biden like under yeah. attack relentlessly, and I was like, yeah. you know what? One more voice can't hurt, even if I only ever reach 100 people. That's 100 people, like right. you know. So, that was kind of what got me into this. Um, so, what got you into guns? Have you always been into guns? Have you always been kind of on the conservative side? Or I see you interacting a lot with like the democratic uh gun haters yeah. that are also orthodox Jews on Twitter. Uh, I so mean, like, I would,
1: I would say, I'm, um... <laughs> I mean, to me more calling them out for their Mm -hmm. you know hypocrisy yeah and stupidity um (laughs) yeah i i i definitely wouldn't say like i'm chummy with anybody you know like Mm -hmm. i'm basically what got me into guns is i've always enjoyed a good action movie growing up i firearms always fascinated me i'm still dying for a Walther ppk even (laughs) even even though the gun weighs 700 pounds and (laughs) the trigger pull sucks but I grew up watching James Bond and, and, you know, to me, that's just an iconic gun that I want that I'll probably shoot once and keep it in the safe and, uh, you know, never really use, but it's something that I just want. Um, So I've always enjoyed firearms. I've always enjoyed, you know, action movies. And when I finally bought my first gun, I was already married for two years. I had a, I had a son and yeah, I kind of got the bug and, and I, I just, it was fantastic. You know, it was, it was, I, I never looked back.
0: Sweet. That's cool. Uh, so as far as myself, cause I haven't talked about this even on my own channel. So here we go. Um, I was raised in a very conservative Christian family, uh, big time hunters, that kind of thing. NRA kind of members. Uh, I don't know if they were actually ever members. We got all the literature in the mail, but, uh, Big time hunting. It, that was most of the focus. Now, my dad was a Second Amendment, like taught us, raised us to believe like this is like super important, constitutionalist, all of that stuff. But it was always hunting focused as I grew up into an adult. You know, I still hunted, did that kind of stuff. But I really it was strange how I ended up getting more into the like AR concealed carry world. It happened by accident while I was truck driving. I just started seen YouTube videos and I want to say like demolition ranch was like the first channel that I saw. Cause everyone sees that one. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Uh And then from there, it just kind of like steamrolled uh or snowballed. And I found like every major gun tuber channel, a whole bunch of small ones. And, and then I started getting into this. I was like, okay, I want to start concealed carrying. I got my parents now, even both of my parents have their concealed carry permits and like my brother's, uh, well, my one brother has his, my sister has hers, her husband has it. It's like So it's kind of spread out all throughout the family. It's been pretty great. Uh, I can't take credit for all of it. My one brother actually had his permit before I did. <clears throat> but I feel like I was able to help influence that. Uh, but yeah, so it's like I've never been averse to guns, but I've actually become, become a gun nut uh, as of late in the last, I'd say, five, six years. And And there's <clears throat> nothing wrong with that. Exactly. My problem is... I like to collect them, and my wallet and my wife
1: don't like that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm turning forty next April, and I told my wife that for my fortieth slash midlife crisis present, I'm buying myself a staccato. So Ooh, there you go. And, and and she did not say no. She said absolutely okay. That is so awesome. Yeah, so I'm not getting one of those super expensive ones because. You know, I want to carry this one. I'm probably gonna get the C2. Okay. Um, which I absolutely love to shoot. So uh yeah. I, I gotta wait another eleven months one week. Eleven months
0: one week. <laughs> Counting down. Oh absolutely. <laughs> I got uh, similarly, uh, I got my wife to let me buy this year for my birthday, my dream gun up to this point. Now I have a new dream gun, but up to this (laughs) point, this is my dream gun and it's the most expensive gun I've ever bought, but it was, it's not, you're going to laugh because compared to like a staccato, it's not quite the same price point, but it's the, uh,
1: if it goes pew.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) But it's the uh, shadow systems M 920 war poet edition. Because that I'm, like, a different. massive Warrior Poet Society fan. And yes. so that is that is my favorite gun I own right now. I love it. Um,
1: it's but... a it's a great gun. Uh, Shadow Systems makes great stuff. They're not far from me either. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're probably about 15 minutes from me, 20 minutes. Dang.
0: Yeah. Okay, I, I don't want you to, like, give away your position if you don't want. But are you in the big state of Texas? <laughs> i am yes that was my guess there's a lot of concentrated people down there uh
1: yeah a lot of them (laughs) live like in san antonio area Mm -hmm. um a lot of them do but i'm slowly finding a lot of like-minded individuals um who are in my area you know like i said right like ar15.com Like I'm stoked, we're doing a shooting day, a range day tomorrow with them. I get to do filming with them. So you know, it's it's fun. It, it's great. Yeah. I,
0: I have to say there are much much fewer uh shall we say well known people in Utah. I mean, obviously there's nothing fancy, and he was the first Utah gun channel I think I found. I'm not sure if there are actually any more. Yeah, um, there is there is um, what's
1: his name's in Utah, uh the man spot. Von neville i don't know who that is so he he's a great guy he's a friend of mine um really pretty large following um, i'm gonna have to look him up because... i think th- i think on i think on instagram it's like four close to 450 oh wow uh, yeah he's there rich wilkins is there um patriot rich um, Maybe I have, just uh, live under a rock, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then you have then you have all the guys from you know uh, Dead Air Silencers. I believe are in Utah.
0: Really? See, I, I believe, didn't know that either. I believe See,
1: they're located in Utah. Yeah,
0: I knew like Black Rifle Coffee has one of their things, and there's mixed feelings about them in the gun world. Whatever. Um, I like their coffee, and they have actual like Starbucks type stores in Utah. <laughs> My issue is, I live in like super rural Utah, so. I wouldn't know if those people are like they're definitely not near me (laughs) uh but i really like living in rural utah so no complaints i i just set up my own private range on my father-in-law's farm because we live on like a big ranch and it's cool Um, yeah i love it so i wouldn't trade that for the world but i would love to connect with other gun people in utah um Moving on to the next point because I'm not good at Segwaying.
1: What prompted you to write kids' books? So I bought my first gun. It was a Glock 19 Gen 3 while I lived in Los Angeles. And I was already married. Like I said, I had a a son with I had a son with me and my wife. And I didn't tell my parents that I bought a gun. I didn't need that like that <laughs> Jewish that Jewish mother's guilt hanging over my head. <laughs> So I didn't tell them, and for a bunch of months I was able to keep it a secret. Because again, I lived in an apartment with my wife; we weren't, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't living at home anymore. And uh, one night we were by my parents for dinner, and my younger brother was like, "Hey, man, when are we going to go shoot your Glock?" And my parents had like a full on, <laughs> like full on Chernobyl nuclear meltdown, uh... and they didn't talk to me for weeks, and and you know calling me everything under the books from, you know you're, you're, you know, you're irresponsible. How can you bring guns into the home? And I'm, like, just going through the whole thing and, like, just saying, like, it is what it is. Like, I'm responsible enough to get married and bring life into this world, but I'm not responsible enough, you know, to have a, a tool in my home. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of one day I pulled out my cell phone and on my it was like i think it was like the iphone 6 or something like that on their notepad i just started you know hey i'm going to write a book never thinking forget never thinking i'd be where i am today never thinking i'd actually get a book published like 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 a real published author i'm like no no and i've always enjoyed creative writing but i'm like it would be cool to be published but it's not going to happen no one no one wants to hear <laughs> what a little jewish kid from the streets of la you know And uh, I wrote it and I was turned down by over 30 publishing companies, 30 literary literary agents. At one point, I actually had a really big uh, deal with a company and an agent. And after about three months, they decided to cancel, and the agent dropped me. And I went into like a really deep, dark place. But you know, eventually, uh, I wrote a book for my children. I needed them to be secure around firearms and know how to deal with them. And yeah, that's uh, that's really kind of how I got into kids' books is just kind <laughs> of shut, shut my parents up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, really that that's really that's really what it was just to shut my parents up because um, I just I needed a way for them to kind of leave me alone about firearms. And yeah. in one thing led to another. Uh, when I finally got my book published after five and a half years, uh, I'm sitting there and thinking, I'm like, okay, I just got my first book published. Um, I took the safety on book. I actually converted it to a coloring book version. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah, it's the exact same book, just coloring book format. Hmm. And And I was like, oh, man, I've published – two books i've got two books published in three months wow i might want to do more books (laughs) and i started you know what should i write about so i came out with the abcs of guns which is literally a is for uh a is for ar-15 and ammunition b is for barrel and bipod and just i work with a photographer (laughs) to get photos and then i released my book 27 words um close to a year after my first book was published. So my first four books were all published in one year. Wow. Um, and then since then I've published four more over the course of the last five years.
0: So was bullet points the easiest one to write?
1: Uh, Yeah. <laughs> it was actually difficult to uh, come up with the proper chapters. That was actually surprisingly not easy because you know you you obviously have your 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 red flag laws, assault <clears throat> assault weapons, mm-hmm. and you know like your your background checks, right? Like you have your normal ones, but like you have to come up with other ones. So uh, it was fun. It was definitely fun doing the uh, doing my bullet points and and the rollout of the book well, the build up for the book was beyond hilarious and i had so much fun trolling the living hell out of everybody um and then when the the book came out um god the amount of pissed off people was fantastic (laughs) um and even now the aftermath is fantastic uh it's been a year and a half and people are still pissed as hell
0: i think the idea is is great. I love it. It reminds me of a uh, Michael Knowles book he put out like reasons to vote democrat or whatever, and it's just blank. <laughs> you so, put a little
1: more effort into yours than he did. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm 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 the type of person like if you're going to do something you got to you kind of got to do it right. So mm-hmm. I remember I remember when Michael came out with his book and I didn't think of anything. I like I didn't think of. It. I'm like, yeah, it's funny, it's cute. Um, and I don't even remember like what prompted me I don't know if one of my friends said I should do one for guns or like, I don't even remember what prompted me. Um, But like, I went on Amazon, I bought Michael Knowles' book, and I'm like, you know, I knew knew what was inside the book, but I wanted to see the format. I wanted to see Mm. how, what the layout design was. So, you know, I bought his book. I started going through it, came up with 13 chapter titles. um, And, I designed the cover myself, and uh, I think the whole book—forget from, from ordering the first like a hundred copies so that I can sign them and give them away. you know, like uh, people can mm-hmm. buy signed copies off my website. Plus, the whole book together cost me about six hundred dollars to make. Wow, which is nothing. That's awesome, um, and <laughs> I've made I- I've made the money back numerous times over. That is great.
0: Yeah. Well, I definitely will be um, my daughter's fifth birthday is coming up in July. So I got this one for my kid who's turning nine May 1st. I will awesome. be getting the ABC book. Uh, she's going into credit. Earn. She's been in preschool. She knows her ABCs, but she's still at that age. Like she can't read. So
1: right now, this is the, yeah. the, it's, it's perfect for her because it, it makes teaching the ABCs a lot more fun for parents.
0: Mm hmm and no. see she's already shot my ar pistol um she asked to do it again like mean, she shot it once and she like recovered for a second and then she's like can i do it again i was like yeah. yes <laughs> but absolutely I, that's the way to do it yeah and i gun safety is of the utmost importance to me um since i started like having more than just a hunting rifle in a locked case like i actually have a gun right. cabinet and stuff like what really bothers me is when people cite that baloney study about if you have firearms in your home you're more likely to die by a gun and like that really bothers me because they're trying to get you to they're trying to use your own children to justify them taking away your right to defend yeah. themselves and it, that bothers me a lot
1: yeah no absolutely <clears throat>
0: but that's a that's a total side tangent so <laughs> my next question uh since you like humor who is your favorite favorite anti-gunner to troll and why Whoa. is it David Hogg?
1: <laughs> okay, so this is this is a great question. I mean, I I really enjoy trolling David Hogg cuz he just makes it so freaking easy. So easy. Um, I mean, I have I have to say it has got to be David Hogg because <laughs> like he does he he is the most vocal on Twitter and he does make it just so easy to just him, but there's also this guy Dash Dabrowski. Oh my goodness, dude! Oh, he's he's a lot really? of fun to troll, too. Um, and it's just a, a bunch of I mean, I'm I'm blocked, uh, I've been blocked by Eric Swalwell's official congressional account, nice, which, I, which is illegal. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, which is illegal. Whoops, but like, I'm I'm just like I'm not paying an attorney till it's just not worth my money. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, but Eric Swalwell. Well, let's just put it this way: I absolutely deserved it. Uh, did but, you bring up
0: the Chinese spy?
1: Oh, nonstop, nonstop. <laughs> that that and nuclear war on Americans. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was just yep. not. I mean, Chinese takeout jokes and and, thing, uh, bang bang bang. I mean, it was just like. Oh. Oh, dude! It was it. I, I was relentless on him. Uh, Although he hasn't banned me from his normal account, which is so <laughs> I still have. I still do it there. Um, I'm trying to think of who was. Oh, Peta! I've been blocked by Peta. Nice. Yeah, that's a big badge of honor. Um, and you don't even eat bacon. No, no, it had nothing like, to do with that. <laughs> like, like it, it wasn't even the bacon thing. They asked. They asked uh, if you had one wish for animals. What would it be? And I sent them a picture of Fat Bastard from Austin Powers Two that said "Get in my belly," oh, and I was immediate. I was immediately banned. Like, wow, banned. or not banned? The uh, uh, block, by that. yeah, yeah, wow. So I, I have a good time. Um, I definitely. And now, now every time they bring up guns, it's like you have all these moronic politicians. Uh, Adam Kinziger is a very fun one to troll. Yeah, he's, he's a... a fun one to troll. Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot. It's just fun. I, I enjoy it.
0: I enjoy watching it, uh, and <laughs> I, I engage in it from time to time. I spent a lot of time doing that to David Hogg, and I've gone back to it, but I took a break for a little while because he keeps he kept posting like pictures of people he was talking to his DMs. So I was like, okay, maybe if I work really hard at being nice, I can get him to DM me.
1: <laughs>
0: it worked, but only once. He sent me one DM, and it was a link to a Twitter thread that says what I believe. I was like, dude, I already know what you believe. That's not that's not a conversation. And then I went back to trolling him because he didn't respond to me after that. Yeah, he's
1: he's just... He has one of those punchable faces on <laughs> Twitter. He does... Dash Dabrowski has a punchable face and honestly, Dylan Mulvaney has a punchable face. Those three are like... Uh, three of those punchable faces just like not that i would ever do it i mean unless right. they attack are, me and i have to we're not right. advocating violence I'm, def- I'm definitely not advocating violence but like right. if they would come up to me and attack me i would definitely get a lot of pleasure out of defending myself against them if that makes sense
0: it makes sense um yeah they who all three of those people who i would add that that list are those two newer kids who uh, oh, like, like the one we ratioed today that I Harry. wasn't trying to. But yeah. yeah,
1: Harry Sisson or Sisson, whatever his name is. Um uh,
0: Yeah, him. And then this kid, because I don't know.
1: I don't know who this this new kid is. I, I just saw you post it. So I just had to, you know, he was completely it. new to me. But
0: so his name is Chris. Where'd it go? Um, his name is Chris Maori. And
1: I'm, I'm looking at him up right now.
0: Donut operator ratioed him and then he deleted his rant. But I had screen recorded the rant already because I made a YouTube short out of it. And so when I saw donut operators tweet that he had deleted it, I, I posted the recording. I was like, oh, but the Internet never forgets. And how, how, do you, how do you spell Maori? Um. Or so what's his, his handle? His handle is at Chris D Maori. And he's another Gen Z uh wants to be the next David Hog, and it's annoying.
1: Oh, there we go. <clears throat> All right, I just followed him. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm, gonna have some fu- I'm, I'm gonna have some fun tomorrow. But
0: yeah, that that was unexpected. So my Twitter, because then Donut Operator quote tweeted my recording of the kids deleted video, and then Iraq veteran eighty eight quote tweeted it and my mentions are still blowing up. I have gained, let's see, 78 followers today, which for most people that's not a lot, but I went from 100 to 178 followers in like 4
1: hours. So for me that's <laughs> huge. Um <All clears right, throat> so sorry, I just I have to post my 8:30 post on Instagram. I don't know if you saw for it. Did I... you did you did you see the one I posted on Twitter? Um this one. Let's see here oh yeah everyone.
0: i i gift under i put a gif under it okay the, so yeah that's yeah yeah the that's my exactly yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah so so that's that's my evening post for tonight it let, let's let's see how my followers on instagram like that one
0: i thought it was fantastic i sent it to my family because i grew up watching <laughs> fiddler on the roof it's like i
1: sorry what i love that movie yeah because you weren't you weren't forced to watch it once a year your entire childhood how, you know how brutal that is? Mm,
0: actually, <laughs> no, Um, I wasn't forced, but my parents watched that movie a lot. Uh, we had it on VHS, so you had the back-to-back VHS tapes
1: because so DVDs a, didn't exist yet. <laughs> so, so so, you had a really crappy childhood. <laughs> I, uh, said, I still as, love that movie. Here, here's the thing. As a Jew, as an Orthodox Jew... Um, yeah, that would be interesting to get your perspective on that. I freaking hate it. <laughs> Like on every level, it would because it's a boring movie as a kid. It's not like, yeah, I, I don't want to watch Fiddler on the Roof or Gentle, <laughs> like, right? Like, I have like PTSD when, when that kind of crap comes on now. Um, so now I just make fun of it because it's, it's, oh. Hmm. tell your tell your parents I t- I said that they gave you a really crappy childhood for making you watch that all the time
0: uh see I love musicals now though because the way I was raised I watched that all the time and like sound of music and
1: okay wait hold on hold on hear me out I don't mind musicals hell Just not that. I'll, I'll I'll admit I love Broadway right I've seen mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera like four or five times nice. in my lifetime you know Joseph and the Technicolor amazing amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat's fantastic um I've seen some other ones, but like, like when you're forced to watch Gentle and Fiddler on the Roof a million times, you just—it's uh, like an aversion. It's like, you know, it's like you know you, whatever, whatever. I was gonna make that—that—that's that, that, a crappy comparison, so I'm not gonna make it.
0: Uh, it's okay. I yeah, I definitely. Grew to like that movie as I got older When I was a kid I was mostly bored Actually my first memories of that movie I was terrified of the cemetery Made up dream that he tells his wife I had nightmares For a long time As a little kid after seeing that For the first time I would always skip that part Then after that
1: Let me see if I can find it I'm gonna text you something And message you something That I came up with Um Maybe about four or five months ago give or take something along those lines you'll 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 definitely no no oh, here we go
0: <laughs> i think we can go along the same lines as your famous t-shirt uh if the jews had had ars the russians would not have been able to kick them
1: out of their town pretty much yeah yeah so that's parallels <laughs> all right so I, I just i just messaged you on uh twitter uh, feel free feel free to take a look and even post that if you want uh hasn't shown up yet which oh, is odd on.
0: normally it's instantaneous except when we're doing a live show of course <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, so I actually, while we're doing this, I have more things I'd love to talk to you about. So, because we brought up David Hogg, his very famous Harvard education uh, that he's well known for, uh, he constantly talks about how the militia is the National Guard. And as someone who has written a book breaking down the 27 words of the Second Amendment, I would love to get your take on who the militia
1: actually is. Militia is made up of we, the people. I mean, that's really what it is. Uh, Founding fathers just finished the Revolutionary War, and you know, we the militia is made up of the people. It doesn't. That's why when it says a well-regulated militia, well-regulated just means properly trained and you know up to speed with everything going on, um, being able to get a group together. And join whatever war or whatever kind of, you know, conflict might be necessary. But it does not mean a state-sponsored or Mm state-run entity. Right. Uh,
0: Something that I've done a couple times in his comment section is you can find quote after quote after quote of the Founding Fathers contrasting the militia with a standing army. And the standing army being called actually a a tool of tyranny, versus the militia being the people who can stand up to
1: said tyranny. Exactly. I mean, that's literally the original intent of the Second Amendment. So, and it's funny because like he keeps saying like, "There's a hundred years of jurisprudence that, uh," (laughs) like, dude, this has been settled so many times over, even in like Heller." Mm-hmm. Like literally, the Supreme Court of the United States of America settled it in 2008. You don't have oh. to go back 100 years. So he's an idiot. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's, he's. Harvard he's, educations he's, aren't what they used to be. No, no, they're not. And look, I'm going to give it to him. The guy hustles like crazy. Oh, big and time. Uh, like there's no question, right? Like I, I wish, I wish we had more people like him on our side. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The guy's an idiot, though. You know? uh, <laughs> he knows how to chase
0: that bag.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: no, absolutely. But yeah, he's a bag full of hot air for the most part. Um, Pretty much. Very, very few things that are worth listening to, uh, if any. <clears throat> Trying to leave benefit of the doubt room, but I, I can't think of a single thing I've read of his that actually was worth reading. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so um, let's see here. I had something else. and I, Oh, there we go. Yep. Okay. So today, actually, this was kind of fortuitous. We did plan this beforehand, so it wasn't like, you know, breaking news thing, because I'm not a news channel. This is uh, my first foray into the podcast kind of scene, because I want to do more with my channel. Uh, but I would like to talk about current events, and today, the uh, governor of Washington State signed into law their, quote-unquote, assault weapons ban, which is like the most extensive gun control legislation ever in American history. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Why don't we concentrate on Nebraska today who became the 27th state to do constitutional carry. Um, I was going to talk about that too, (laughs) but that's uh, the positive thing. I mean, I mean, let's, like I said, like my shirt says, right. People with ARs don't get in cattle cars the only thing gun control is about it's not about the guns it's about control that's it yep. when people can't defend themselves and government can do whatever the hell they want yeah and i i pray that the people of washington will will be willing to take a stand um, mm-hmm. don't know what they'll do uh, but i hope they're willing to fight back and take every legal action necessary to sue the living hell out of him and I mean, it's why I thank God every day that I moved to Texas.
0: Yeah, Texas is great and all. I still maintain
1: Utah's better. Uh... <laughs> I,
0: I, I won't, I won't, I won't deny that.
1: I, I, I won't look. I love Texas. I really do, mm. especially coming from a place like Los Angeles. Oh, I'm sure. Where I lived for 30 years. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if I ever become wealthy. And, uh, you know, win the lottery or something. I've told my wife that I'm buying a ranch in either Utah, Wyoming, or Montana. Nice. Good choice. Yeah. I'm going to, like, in the middle of nowhere where, like, your closest neighbor is, like, two miles away. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm going to get a nice huge porch. That, <laughs> that's a big porch. Not just long. Just goes out. Get a nice Soft chair to put out there and watch the rainfall in the morning and the sunsets in the morning and that sun, uh, sorry, sunrises in the morning, sunsets in the evening, drinking a beer or coffee. Like that is my dream. <laughs> I like that dream. That's also my dream. Uh, definitely
0: still here in Utah, though. My wife is actually from here. I'm not. I grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, but Utah is now my home. I definitely chose to live here over Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's gone really liberal too since I left. Yeah. I have no problem being like, yep, I, I don't like that anymore. Yeah. But I make fun of both my brothers because they live in Florida and Florida obviously gets a lot of media attention because DeSantis. And I'm like right. it all the things DeSantis gets attention for, it's like you're just catching up to what Utah's already done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've actually true matters I've I've never been to Utah and I've always wanted to be a go, just cause i I do photography as well oh nice i
0: I am also well amateur photographer but yeah okay so i
1: i used to do it professionally like nice weddings events stuff like that um but my my big connection although i'm orthodox jew Mm -hmm. my real connection like the the only time that i really feel a real connection with god and you know i i pray three times a day i go to my synagogue I do, you know, I wrap my arm in the box on my head every morning. I do all of that. But the only time I feel a real, real connection with God is when I am at these gorgeous, breathtaking places where I can use my photography skills and grab these photos. Um, That's really it. That's, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's, there's nothing like that. I know Utah has a lot of really cool places.
0: It does, and I yeah, I can definitely empathize, sympathize, relate. That's the word I'm looking for. I can relate to that as far as like being out in nature, away from people. As a Christian, I find it easier to also like to feel the presence of God. And I think yeah, nature's fantastic.
1: People not so much. Nature is awesome. (laughs) We're 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 gonna have to we're gonna have to um, get some kosher food by you get it, get it brought up there from salt lake city or something like that or I'll just bring a suitcase full of kosher food and There you go. I'll come up to Utah for a week and uh go for it man. We we can we can shoot photography and guns. That would be fantastic. Open invitation.
0: Do you know uh, I have fantastic.
1: my photography business here? Um I made a business card that I've never actually printed out but it says Reamer Photography shooting people for money. <laughs> True story. Uh that's amazing. Yeah, I true love story. It. I, I I really have to get business cards made. So that's that's fantastic. Uh,
0: I I want one of those business cards when they're made because that's, that's absolutely that's classic. I always joke like if I know the person really well because like I do small family photo shoots and stuff, um, and I've done some for my family, like extended family and whatnot as well but i've never made a whole lot of money on it it's just a part time passion thing I, I it's my artistic side uh right. is photography and a little bit music um but i always joke if i know the person well like oh i get shoot you now. cuz
1: yeah. it's just oh know, well, puns, dad all jokes. All the, i i have the logo my my photography logo on a shirt um so it says shooting people for money and i'll I'll wear that to um there's a few like liberal people who I'm friends with in my community, like Jew- Jew- Jewish families. And they're like, oh, can you do a family photo? I'm like, sure. And like I'll go there wearing that shirt. And they're like, dude, you suck. You know, oh, like, that's awesome. really, really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it because it's fun. Uh, and because I'm, I'm, I'm a jerk.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. So I would on the, the positive or negative thing. We got off topic a little, which is totally fine, by the way, because this is not super structured. Uh, But Washington, I like the fact that when something negative is happening, like David Hogg, for example, is like, we're winning Gen Z, blah, blah, blah. They're not winning, though, because as you just pointed out, 27 states now have constitutional carry. Right. And I believe that number is probably going to continue to go up. I doubt we'll ever see 50, but the majority at this point has already been, become vastly more gun friendly. So the idea that a national assault weapons ban even could get through seems even less likely than it did two years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't think it, it, it's interesting on one hand. I, I, on one hand, I definitely do feel that they are winning, um, because their messaging is on point in terms of everyone's on the same page. Mm-hmm versus the gun industry where I'll say, you know, Hey, you know, that person over there hates AR 15s, but let's talk to them about it. I say, Oh no. If you talk to them, you give them, you no, know, you give them an inch, you'll take them while Like, and that's true. Mm-hmm. But like, we cannot get on the same page. Right. We can't. <clears throat> um, you, you have all the infighting at the NRA. So, mm-hmm. what people you know? The people once turned to the NRA. Um, in reality, they're no longer anything, right? Uh, at their, their current state, um, you have you know, uh, 1911 shooters yelling at Glock <laughs> guys, and and I and I'm I'm guilty of stirring the pot. It's one of my favorite things to do in the in on my pages. Post memes about you know, Glocks are better than 1911s, or vice versa. I just watch the infighting, so I'm definitely guilty of it a little bit. It's like there's so much hatred within our own community mm-hmm. that we're like, well, that person did this, so we can't support them anymore. Yeah, and it's like one one small thing, you know, gets rid of everything else that person does, whereas. Yes. Do we have standards? 100%. Whereas, you mm-hmm. know, Democrats are like, oh, well, you can, you know, bang that person or do that something illegal. And it's like, hey, but let's all get together and get rid of guns. It's like, right. I, like they, they're all on the same page. Um, For sure. So on one hand, I I feel like they are winning a lot. But on the other hand, like you said, right, 27 states or let's call it 26 and a half. Florida doesn't have... <laughs> Florida doesn't have real constitutional carry.
0: Okay. Um, So actually, I need you to explain that to me because my brother is like, oh, look, Florida has constitutional carry now. So I I haven't looked into it. So
1: explain this to me. So basically what what, what DeSantis signed, unless it was changed, which I absolutely could have missed it. Mm -hmm. um, When DeSantis signed constitutional carry, it was constitutional carry for concealed carry only, I believe. Meaning, meaning you need to have a permit to open carry. (laughs) Unless you're fishing. Right. Unless you're fishing. (laughs) So I I believe that's the, I I believe that that's what it's talking about. I could be wrong. So that's why I say like 26 and a half, right? Like like, like I'm in Florida. I'm sorry. I'm in Texas, right? Like I can walk around open, Mm -hmm. concealed, whatever I want. That's constitutional carry. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So 26 and a half states, but. Um but yeah, you know, um it's unfortunate. I just hope the people like I said, I hope the people of Washington state are willing to do what's necessary for sure.
0: And what's really like Joe Biden's presidency has stirred up a lot of more federalist type activity in red states, which has been fantastic. And the blue states, though, kind of at the same time, they've been doing some more federalist things regarding guns in direct defiance of the Supreme Court rulings on said things like New York, California, and they just don't seem to care. So at that point, my question is like, well, what's even the point of like, does it even matter if the Supreme Court says, you know, like Heller, for example? these other states are still pushing back and be like well yeah no we're going to ban this anyway like that does seem depressing but there's always you know the
1: silver lining um, <clears throat> well like i think about it think about it this way the more states that do that you have the ballot box the jury box shoot what was the one before the ammo box Oh, the soapbox, <laughs> right? So you have those. Once all three of those are taken away, you got the ammo box left, and that's about it. So if the Supreme Court is interpreting the law to mean one thing and the states keep on pushing back against that, yeah, sooner like, than later, you're going to have right. one box
0: left. Yeah, and that's like everyone wants to avoid that. I think, anyway, um, and this is where your unique perspective as an Orthodox Jew, or at least not unique to you, obviously there's more conservative. Right, no, I, I get Orthodox it. Jews, but where your your opinion on this kind of might carry a little more weight, like based on just the last century of what follows gun confiscation or gun bans, like right. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, no, absolutely. Right. Like Hitler came into power in 33 and they had the, the, the Nuremberg laws on the books and, you know, Jews had to first register their guns. A few years later, they got the guns confiscated. And if you didn't turn them in and you got caught with one, you're basically killed on the spot, executed. Uh, And then from there, you know, you had Kristallnacht in November of 1938. Um, Then only a few years later, you had the rounding up of 6 million Jews and crazy yeah like i said the only thing the only thing that stops people from getting into cattle cars is their they their, their ar so and that's like
0: so it must really i mean it bothers me enough but it must bother you extra i would assume when david Hogg like starts going on about we just register your guns it'll help law enforcement keep them safer it's like yeah that's that's the argument they used and right we know where right. that
1: went it's it's all it's all for your safety it's all for your safety mm-hmm. i mean that was that was literally um literally one of the messages the nazis push is yep. it's for your safety it's for your safety and i will i i will take my safety into my own hands i will i will uh i will risk it without having government you know trying to make sure that i'm safe
0: yeah these people seem to be very averse to the idea that you can be your own first responder that you could possibly take responsibility for you and your family's safety. That to them seems insane.
1: Right. Again, it's, it's not about that, right? It's about control. Yep. The, the elitists want to sit on the top of the high tower while the peasants down below, you know, scrounge for food. And that's really what it comes down to is all these liberals were calling for gun confiscation and all of these, these, you know, Hollywood celebrities, they just want to sit in the high tower. That's it. That's all they want. Yep. And people like us were like, well, we don't give a damn about the high tower. We just want to be left alone. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Just leave us alone. Let us do our thing and defend our families the way we want to defend them. Just, you guys want to sit in the high tower? By all means, go sit in your high tower. Go buy those, you know, thousand dollar avocado toasts and, <laughs> uh, you know, screw off. Yep.
0: Okay, I have one final question for you. Let's do it. What is your favorite concealed carry? Um,
1: do I have to own it?
0: Yes, we'll do that. You own, and then we'll do like the one you want to own.
1: Okay. So I mean, my the, my my uh, EDC is a Glock 43X. Okay. Um, did some work on it. Uh, you know, has has a red dot. Um, I put Talon grips on it, and then I put all the shield arms hardware on it. Oh, nice! So I have 15 round mag in it. I got the ma- the metal mag release and the mag well. Um, that's that's what I carry every day. Um, I do have a completely custom design Glock Ooh. that I do carry every now and then. Um, let me let me grab it it's right over here um i love i love it. there's a company in san antonio called defcon 3 and the guy who runs it is a guy named julius morgan a good buddy of mine and his uh his work is just on freaking believable so this this was a a glock 19 gen 3 just a plain old black nine uh gen uh glock 19 then that's what he did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and this undercut right here, um, you put your hands, you put your middle finger there and grip it, and it literally does not feel like... Um, it doesn't feel anything like a Glock. So yeah. he, he he was cool. He put my logo on. He, you know, that laser engraved my logo. Just some cool slide cuts. His battle-worn bronze, Cerakote, um... And I'm I'm not lying to you. Oh, then Fax and Firearms sent me a threaded barrel. Okay. So it's a it's a great I mean it's a great gun. I have a 17 round mag in there. Um it's beautiful. That's, <laughs> yeah. But that's probably my my ex I mean depending on where like if there's like a high alert, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, every now and then we'll have like these, like, hey, you know, Jews around America should be aware because there's a day of whatever rage. Oh, yeah. Pissing whatever anti-Semite, uh, anti-Semites anti off that weekend. Um, if there's something like that going on, I'll probably uh, – I usually carry that one with me, the okay. bigger one. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I'm a small guy, but, you know, it's a little heavier than my 43X. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but um, yeah, I'll – i'll wear that one a lot when stuff like that happens
0: nice yeah i kind of rotate between two at the moment and the second one is new to me because i used to so i have my shadow systems mr 920 which is you know glock 15 size right and i carry that if i'm like going out going out if i'm going to town to walmart whatever that's the gun i carry if i'm because i'm out and about and i'm just shopping or eating or whatever. But for a while I was carrying FN 509 C when I could work. Cause so I work in remodeling right now and I wanted a smaller gun that was more comfortable to maneuver around. Yeah. I love the gun. I hated that. I only had 12 rounds in the small mag. So I just recently picked up this bad boy for trading in. Is the, it the XL? It is the macro. Oh,
1: it's, Oh, the, Oh, um, I will not lie to you. That is probably the only Sig that I really want to get my hands on. Mm-hmm. I've held it; it felt amazing in my hands, but I never got a chance to shoot it. Yeah, um, that's probably the only other gun that I might carry as an EDC versus my Glocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah it's I- a-
0: it's, it's sweet. It shoots a lot smoother than like the XL. Uh, I've shot the X and the XL. I, they were too snappy for me. I think yep. it has something to do with like the smaller grip. And, you know, this has that compensator, which it does a little, it's obviously not like a full blown compensator,
1: but, but. But the grip on that is slightly so larger. Nice. Right. It's, it's larger than the X or the XL. Mm-hmm. And, and I that's I think why I hated. A lot. Yeah. I, I That's why I hated the X and the XL XLs. like the grip was so tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: for sure. And I don't even have massive hands. Like, I think I have medium sized hands, like normal. I don't know. I'm I'm a big guy, though. I am six foot four. Like, I'm a large person. So carrying this is like super nice for working construction. It's like, I don't even know it's there. Right. But there is the downside of like sometimes I, I really like having my my bigger setup. But that's why, you know, I
1: have more than one EDC. No, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah no, I've wanted to get a macro for a while. At this point, I'm now saving up for my staccato. Mm-hmm. Um, I do need a new uh, optic for my 43x, so I'm just like any guns that I want this year are not happening um, because <laughs> everything is gonna go to my staccato. Yeah, that's my, that's my favorite. That's my that's my favorite gun to shoot. It's so nice.
0: Yeah, I haven't shot one. I was looking at the poor man's ripoff at the Prodigy. The Prodigy. And, and then I watched uh Max review and I was like, uh yep, maybe I should just wait
1: for a staccato. I will tell you I have told a few people to like a lot of people. I have a one buddy who has a shadow systems, I have another buddy who loves his FN also. And I told them all, I'm like, okay, you guys make fun of me saying that I'm crazy because oh, guns don't make you shoot better. Just <laughs> and, I, and and I keep telling them, like, wait till you get your hands on the staccato, right? Just just wait. And I was doing an event selling a lot of my merchandise, and one of my best friends was with me. And it was a it was a staccato range day, outdoor range here in Texas. And um, I turned to my buddy at one point; it was pretty slow. I turned to my buddy, and I'm like, dude, listen, I know you love your FN. You're an idiot. go 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 to the firing line there's five different staccatos you can try out all for free you're not even paying for ammo just go do it and like he's like okay fine whatever um he comes back about 30 minutes later and as he's walking up the hill i just see his head down like this (laughs) and as he walks up to the table i'm like i'm like oh i'm gonna make fun of you for the rest of our lives he goes shut up, I want a staccato now. And uh, <laughs> like, it, it, he even said, I mean, it's a game changer. It, it's yeah. the gun shoots so flat, mm-hmm. so flat. There's no rise. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, do I need a staccato? No, but it's going to be my 40th midlife crisis present. So there you go. Um, and it's not that expensive of a
0: midlife no, crisis present.
1: You, you know what? I told my wife at least I'm not wanting a sixty thousand dollar Corvette or it, this exactly. This is a twenty twenty five hundred dollar gun, like, and this is something that can be passed down from generation to generation. Yep. So I wouldn't want to be your kids and have to fight over it. <laughs> I mean, really, which, whichever my kids is most into guns, will get it. It's that simple. Like, there you go. My my daughter, my daughter's cute because she goes shooting with me every now and then. But she actually got a lot more into archery than oh, okay. shooting. So I'm like, hey, you want to be a Robin Hood? That's all good too. You know, <laughs> if you want to, just like fling bows at, fling arrows at people and bad guys, just get really good at it. We're good. Um, my 13 year old. Go shooting with me. Uh, Sometimes he likes it. Sometimes he's not, depending on his mood. Um, And then I have a son turning seven in two days. And I'm afraid to even put a gun in this kid's hand because he's a nut job. (laughs) Um, But I promised my wife when my kids turn eight, that's when I'm going to start them. Uh, Okay. It it was a battle that was not – that I had to compromise on. I mean Mm -hmm. I would have loved to start them at five years old. But, you know – happy happy spouse happy house so yes for sure um so i i compromise on that so my, my son has one more year but he's you know he knows the gun safety rules and stuff like that so yeah that's cool my
0: wife has been super like so her family they all have they have a bunch of guns but they're all you know lever action bolt action things for shooting coyotes because they, they have a ranch, so they need to kill varmints and stuff like that. Never really even big hunters, but so they, they got plenty of guns, but they're all tools, right? Like hunting type tools, shooting writers, whatever to protect livestock. And so no handguns whatsoever. Um, so getting my wife to shoot handguns, uh, took a little bit and then getting her to be like, okay with, the kids and stuff get involved with that really wasn't hard. Once I got her introduced into the world a little bit. And what really helped with that is our pastor at the time was an ex Marine who he now also owns his own firearm instructor uh, business up cool. in Northern Utah. I went and took one of his classes, uh, but so that really helped her kind of get into it. Cause he was able to, you know, teach and stuff. Um, and then she went out and shot with me and, so, yeah, that was it wasn't very hard to get her to let me have the kids do this. Like my four year old daughter shot my AR like she's totally fine with that. Uh, she trusts right. me. She trusts that I, you know, I'm showing the kids how to be safe. I just got my 11 year old. He got a BB gun when he was, I don't know, nine, eight, right. something like that. Just a red rider. Nothing he could really yep. feel anything with. But I found these really sweet lever action uh, pellet and BB guns at Walmart. And so I got him one for his birthday and I'm going to, in conjunction with this book of yours, uh, planning on getting one for my other son as well so that they can actually go out and shoot things like birds. And then I'm going to move them up to 22s. And I mean, I shoot prairie dogs all the time, all summer long. Like, dude, I got to, I I
1: literally, (laughs) I I literally got to come out. Oh my God. Shoot those little varmints. Yeah, I would love Everywhere. to do that. I would love to. I've never, I've never gone to any sort of hunting because it's kind of frowned upon in Judaism. Mm. Um, the only, the only real gray zone that you have, if you're doing it for food, trophy hunting, um, or for fun, kind of like a big no-no in Judaism. Really, but if you're, if you're doing it for like pest control, like Texas has a huge problem with feral hogs, mm-hmm. so. <clears throat> no one that's pest control yeah so you have a little more leeway to do it for that but like something like prairie dogs or coyotes you know late at night when they're roaming the range Mm -hmm. you know you get you get some thermal vision right there and bam you know (laughs) Um, that would be fun <laughs> and and the, and the funny thing is my, my my friends at ar15.com like i was talking to my buddy there and he's like yeah if you ever want to try them on or borrow them just let me know and so i'm like i'm like um i'm going to utah next week i doing a lot of night hunting on coyotes can i borrow the nods you know like um i
0: think we'd have better luck if i come down there and we go hog hunting there's more of those than there are coyotes
1: <laughs> yeah I hear, that. I hear that
0: but coyotes man they're they're smart um yeah but yeah that would be dude, thermals that'd be game changing <laughs> that would be sweet that's my coyote gun right there it's a... so
1: i can't so so like the whole okay so the whole show i'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out what it looks like behind you is first off you you look like you're the joker but also yes. <laughs> um also it looks honestly like you just stole a bunch of boxes and oh, like, over like here yeah. yeah, like like right behind you like i don't know what those are but i keep thinking i'm like did he like did they fall off the back of a truck and he's just like <laughs> like that's what i keep thinking so yeah
0: it's my little nerd out section so those are all board games um like okay lord of the rings uh risk halo risk various monopolies star wars avengers jurassic park i'm a little nerdy so i have like mandalorian stuff here Dark no that's, that's there that's not a little r2d2 halo helmet like you know yeah that's that's not a, that's not a little nerdy <laughs> okay a lot that's all right there thing. we go okay there uh, we go. a lot but i also like guns so there's my ruger um i love that rifle but that's my coyote gun for sure if i'm shooting coyotes it's a <sighs> ar 556 mpr so it's got the 18 inch okay. barrel there yeah match grade trigger all that fun stuff it's pretty sweet and it shoots super flat because it's got their like radial compensator on it Right, uh, not good for hiding, but man alive, that gun has like no flip up at all.
1: It's great. I've got a couple Rugers, and one of them is my truck gun. If I ever travel around Texas, one of them is the one that I have in the little backpack with me. So it has a the Ruger PC Charger folding brace, nice five 30 round mags, and because it's a, it's nine millimeter, five thirty round mags. Oh, okay, yeah. And a, a um, my can dedicated can. So I
0: I still don't own a can. There are so many things that I just like. I want. It's like, what do I put money to first? You know, kind of deal. And cans. I'm not. I I'm, not gonna, I'm not going.
1: I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Being working in the industry definitely has its perks. Um, <laughs> no, it, it really does. Because like I had a buddy at one suppressor company. And he calls me up. He's like, hey, man, have you seen our new suppressor? I'm like, I, I've seen it. I've read about it. I haven't touched it. He goes, all right. He goes, I'm giving you the pro deal paperwork. Go fill it out and order yourself one at like 50% off. I'm like, all right. Well, if you're doing that, then I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put 400 bucks on the credit card and pay that off. But um, it, there definitely is perks to working in the industry. There's no question about that. Nice.
0: Maybe one day.
1: <laughs> one day. I hear that.
0: But yeah, so I've got nothing else um, except you, I would like you to plug yourself one more time. I did put the link to your website and your Twitter account. They are in the description on YouTube here, folks. So anyone who watches this later, uh, go check him out on both YouTube and Twitter. Got anything else you want
1: to plug? No, just uh, I'm across all social media at the Pew Pew Jew. Don't forget the everyone does and says we can't find you. I'm like, well, because you're an idiot. Um, so the the Pew Pew Jew. Um, I need to buy staccato in eleven months in one week. Please start go a GoFundMe. Yeah, or, or just go, <laughs> go 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 buy merchandise from my my website so I can afford it. And yeah, that's about it.
0: Sweet. Well, hey, I again super appreciate you coming on talking. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, we can continue this kind of thing, if I need another guest, I would love to have you as a guest on our other podcast. Yeah, Um,
1: just let let me know. I'm going to have a lot of free time coming up really soon. So
0: Sweet. That all sounds awesome. Well, hey, everybody, thank you for watching, for tuning in. If you enjoyed the content, please like, share, subscribe, all that. This will also be on all of your podcasting platforms. So if you can't watch it, you're missing out. But hey, you can go ahead and listen to it whenever you get a chance. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. And hopefully we'll catch you in the next video and